Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard this podcast. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet and airspeed of 450 miles per hour. Weather is clear and sunny with a high of 75 degrees. The cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes to offer you a light snack and beverage. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard Pilot Error. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Job Movie Magazine. You may know me from such podcasts as The Deep Dive Podcast, The Deep Dive Microcast, Mysteries of the Deep, and Hollywood Hype. But this is Pilot Error, where we look at TV shows that went belly up before their time. Slot. Summertime is quickly approaching, and for many, that means days at the beach, barbecues with the family, and spending time outside soaking up those wonderful UV rays. Responsibly, of course. Now, if you are of a certain age, summer also meant something else. Reruns. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun. What's a rerun? Well, I'm glad you asked. Rerun is an ancient word, meaning we're running the same TV show again and again and again. From May through September, the major networks had to find ways to fill airtime while the shows they aired were between seasons. So shows would be rerun in their regularly scheduled time slot until either new episodes were ready to premiere or a different show took its place on the schedule. Now, once again, for those of you of a certain age, you may remember being pretty excited to get your hands on the TV Guide Fall Preview issue that came out each September. It was chock-a-block, which that means filled with, all the information a television-obsessed kid could ever need when meticulously planning which shows to watch instead of doing math homework. Curtains opening on the new TV season, and nothing gets you into it like TV Guide's Fall Preview. Get the full lineup of new stars and new shows, plus changes in your old favorites. Preview this year's movies, catch upcoming sports, sneak a peek at the specials and public TV. Nothing captures the excitement of the new season like the Fall Preview issue of TV Guide. On sale now. But before that time of precious anticipation, followed by much disappointment, there were summer reruns. Now, the original intent behind reruns began to fade when cable TV became ubiquitous in American homes, and even more so when streaming began its hostile takeover of our television screens. Yes, of course, there are still reruns, but most of us don't even realize what is or is not a rerun anymore since our channel guides are so flooded with content. Is tonight's episode of Dr. Pimple Popper a rerun, or is it new? Does it really matter when I can just DVR the whole season or get onto a TLC streaming app and watch it whenever I want? But it's all part of the long, excruciating demise of network television. 
a time when the airwaves were ruled by ABC, CBS, NBC, and eventually the Fox Network. So if you've ever wondered why children of prior generations had to play outside all the time, it was because there was nothing on TV to watch. That and our, you know, parents wanted to get rid of us for a while to contemplate the terrible life choices they've made. Oh, this just got dark. All right, we should move on. One way to stave off having too many reruns during the summer months was, wait for it, running failed pilot episodes during prime time. Hey, the networks spent the money, hired the actors, the writers, the directors. Why not try to get some use out of these shows that will never be picked up as full series? This was a practice that had been going on for decades. Typically, the networks just filled a time slot with the unsold pilots with little or no fanfare. You know, to break up the monotony of constant reruns. But there were times when the networks tried to actually double down on the idea and embrace the unsold pilot and not treat them like so many Atari 2600 cartridges of E.T. the video game. In other words, as nothing more than video landfill. Like USDA degrade meat wrapped in a tortilla of respectability, networks have tried to hide the fact that these pilots were simply losers that couldn't hack it. Believe it or not, as far back as 1954, ideas on how to best run these lesser programs were floated around. One writer named Frank Goober was quoted at the time as saying, let panelists look at a portion of the shows and air their opinions as to why the pilot flopped. I'm sure I can find at least 1,500 half-hour films which should keep me in business for quite a few seasons. Well, Mr. Goober wasn't exaggerating either. Way back in August of 1951, there were already a whopping $10 million worth of unsold pilots floating around. Now fast forward to 1959, when the New York Times dropped an article stating that out of the 250 pilot films produced during that season, only a paltry 10% actually made it to broadcast. So it's no wonder the biggest brains in TV were trying to find a way to get back some of that investment. And one of those ways was to just repackage those pilots as kind of a showcase of their own. Treat it like an anthology series. Just don't call them pilots. Between 1956 and 1966, no less than 11 of these showcases aired on network television. There were titles like Summer Fun, Westinghouse Preview Theater, GE Summer Originals, and General Foods Vacation Playhouse. General Foods Vacation Playhouse, starring Wilfred Hyde White and Susie Parker, brought to you by Gaines Prime, the beefy dog food in a packet, Tang, the instant breakfast drink, good ground Maxwell House coffee, 
all fine products of General Foods. Of course, all of these were simply ways of burning off their unwanted, unloved, and frankly, unexceptional shows. It was like uh, the Island of Misfit Pilots. I'm the official sentry of the Island of Misfit Toys. My name is... Don't tell me. Jack. No, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit toy. My name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Oh, you say you want examples? Well... You've come to the right place. In 1958, the NBC Television Network had one such pilot program, if you will. It was called Colgate Theater, named after the toothpaste company that's been in business since, well, 1873. Remember, only Colgate Dental Cream has proved so completely it stops unpleasing breath. Colgate's cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. Ah, I just love those old-timey commercials. Anyway, one of the early pilots shown on Colgate Theater was anything but a dud. In fact, it was written, directed, and narrated by none other than the man behind what some people call the greatest film ever made. Yes, I'm talking about Citizen Kane auteur, Orson Welles. Orson Welles speaking. How would you like to stay just as young as you are, not to grow a day older for the next 200 years? Oh, I'm not plugging some new miracle cosmetic. The question is actually faced by the characters in our story, two men and a girl. The eternal triangle plus eternal youth equals a wacky little romance, which we'll bring you, if we may, in just a few seconds. I hope you enjoy it. The pilot was titled Fountain of Youth and had a very interesting premise. A newlywed couple is gifted an elixir that can grant only one of them with 200 years of youth and vitality. But who gave them the elixir? And what is their endgame? Now, by all accounts, Fountain of Youth was a fantastic pilot. Critics praised the entire production, especially the unique use of still images along with the moving actors. So why wasn't it picked up as a series? Some reports suggest it was budgetary issues and that Wells spent too much on the pilot. But according to the actual production files, the show was only $5,000 over budget, and it took only five days to shoot. So the problem wasn't the budget. It was Orson Welles himself. The original plan was to have Welles deliver a full season of episodes, you know, like uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. As it turned out, getting the mercurial, pun intended if you get it, genius to commit to a year's worth of shows just wasn't going to happen. Colgate Theater ended after eight weeks. I can only assume it didn't quite fill the uh, cavity in the primetime schedule. I'm sorry, I don't mean to gum up the podcast, but I'm very enameled 
of toothpaste humor. A good oral dentifrice joke can have me rolling on the fluoride. Where'd you get a plaque for that one? Okay, okay, that's enough of that. We don't want to floss over our main topic. The longest-running unsold pilot series aired on CBS for five summer seasons, from 1963 to 1967. Alternately called Summer Playhouse and Vacation Playhouse, most of what aired were half-hour sitcoms, including a very strange one called Sybil about a, brace yourself, wood nymph, yes, I said wood nymph, who was sent to Earth and charged with doing 100 good deeds to make up for her vanity. The General Foods Vacation Playhouse, starring Wilfred Hyde White and Susie Parker, brought to you by Gaines Prime, the beefy dog food in a packet. Tang, the instant breakfast drink. Good ground Maxwell House coffee. All fine products of General Food. Lionel. And what are you doing? Um, uh, I, I was talking to my friend Andine, the water nymph. Andine, you know perfectly well she's in the Rhine, home for the holidays. You were looking at yourself. Oh, no, no. Vanity in the first degree, that's what you were found guilty of. Did you want to be reported for a 609 again? No, I wasn't. I was only looking at my dress. Look, my gossamer doesn't hang right. I think you look lovely. Do I really? Stop that. How long will I have to remain on Earth, Lionel? Until you perform the number of good deeds stipulated in your sentence. Of course, it all depends on my report. You will turn in a nice report on me, won't you, Lionel? Now, none of that, Sybil. The sooner you begin, my dear, the sooner you return to Clunimora. Come along, we must hurry. Come along. Yikes. Anyway, the 1970s and 80s were also filled with summer showcase series, including Just for Laughs on ABC, Comedy Theater slash Comedy Time, and the one that I remember watching as a kid, The Return of CBS Summer Playhouse. Summer vacation just wouldn't be the same without your personal invitation to Television City in Hollywood for the CBS Summer Playhouse. During the next hour, share with us a world television premiere chosen especially for your family's viewing enjoyment. So grab a seat, butter the popcorn, lean back and relax because here comes the CBS Summer Playhouse. For three seasons, from 1987 to 1989, the Tiffany Network again presented an anthology of unsold pilots for public perusal. Of course, they were uniformly terrible. So the pilots included Sons of Guns, with Kenneth McMillan as a car salesman whose three sons worked for him. There's Infiltrator with Scott Bakula from one of those NCICSR, I, I don't know, one of those shows, as a scientist who gains superhuman abilities thanks to a, quote, molecular teleportation accident. It, wasn't that Quantum Leap? No, all right. Oh, there was one called Sniff, 
with uh, Batman's Robert Wool as a reporter whose dog is exceptionally talented at helping him. Yeah, there was Outpost about a police officer on a distant space colony. Hmm, sounds a little bit like, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Outland with Sean Connery? Hmm, interesting. Oh, and there was also Shivers featuring a sexy ghost who doesn't want anyone living in her house. Hmm, well, you can see why none of these made it to series. Now, CBS Summer Playhouse was the last regularly scheduled summer series to burn off unsold pilots. By the mid-1980s, the big three were seeing increasing summer competition from the number of viewing options available via cable television and, of course, syndicated programming like Star Trek The Next Generation. Still, unsold pilots would continue to be broadcast irregularly during the summer months throughout the 1990s. By the turn of the century, however, seeing an unsold pilot on television had become very rare. Right now, the two main repositories of old unsold pilots are YouTube and the Internet Archive. Now, it can be quite the rabbit hole from the age of rabbit ears. Oh, that refers to antennas, you know, that TVs once used because they were, you know, sent over the air. Hmm? Oh, God, I feel old. This podcast has just been cleared to land. As we start our descent, please make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Make sure your seat belt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. We hope you had a safe and enjoyable listening experience. If you have any comments, go to the deep dive podcast at gmail.com and drop us a line. Any clips used in the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on any existing copyrights. And thanks for flying an Automaton Studios production. <laughs>